As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of The Beat, brought to you by BetMGM, the king of sports books. Go to BetMGM.com for more. I, of course, Nick Baumgartner, along with Brendan Quinn, here on a rainy, disgusting February day in Metro Detroit-ish, Michigan. Yeah, <laughs> We'll land on that. Brendan, how are we doing? Another busy week, another hectic week uh, mm-hmm. for the Michigan folks, and, and that's what we're going to talk about today, of course. Otherwise, how are we doing? Uh, all things considered, I'm I'm fine. I'm fine. There is the snow is melting. Mm-hmm. There is a golf season somewhere ahead. That next snowstorm is going to be a real kick in the ass, though. It's coming too. That's not. <laughs> that was really uncalled for. Well, um, I just got to tell you, it's on its way someday. But anyway, so yeah, this was a interesting, interesting weekend here. Interesting weekend. So we were. Uh, uh, looking at a dog to adopt. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what kind of dog, do you know? It's or a mix. Just, uh, yeah, okay. He looks like a lab, but he's got like some That's Australian cool. shepherd. He's got some terrier. He's got oh, so some the long hair. Stuff yeah. and blah, blah, blah. No, he's a short hair guy. Short oh, hair guy. Okay. Um, That's cool. But he, he looks like a lab, but has a black and white face. But That's he's got cool like mix. major, major anxiety issues and all mm-hmm. this. There's all kinds of stuff. So he yeah, had a yeah. visit, right? So this was his yeah, second right. visit. And he's there and he's, you know, he's pacing, he's kind of freaking out, bubble blah, blah, blah. stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's, <laughs> you know, the, the, they arrived with like 10 minutes left in the game or mm-hmm. so. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, it's starting to go the other way. Yeah. For Wisconsin. It's starting to go Wisconsin's way. And I'm kind of watching the game with one eye. I'm not writing off of it. So, you know, I'm not overly paying attention. Um, and then, uh, you know, the game's winding down. As it Basically, does. I almost turned it off. Yeah. Game's well. winding down. And, you know, I'm sitting there <laughs> with the dog and we're talking about like, oh, man, okay, crate, no crate. What can he handle? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I just see a little thing and I'm like, huh. <laughs> Maybe I should keep this on. <laughs> a little dust up. I start looking around for the remote. Let's get some volume going, you know, and you're waiting also for CBS to cut the feed. Get some volume going. You're, yeah, because the game ended. CBS to yeah. cut the feed. 
So like right. shout out for them to for keeping that going. Yeah, the announcer's um, voice, I can't I don't know who the announcer was, but his voice started escalating quite a bit. Yes. So yeah. He right. re- realized pretty quickly and he called out like he's like, "Wow, Juwan Howard is not going directly into the handshake line." Yeah, he saw it right away. Yeah. He saw it right away and then when he saw the initial and he's, you know, they were all over it. So yeah, right. um but yeah, then you just you watch it happening and you're like, "Oh shit, this is bad." Mm-hmm. And then you just see the, the hand come over the top. You see Juwan's hand and you're like, Oh, it's yeah. just one of those moments. You're like, well, never wait, seen is, that this, before. is this, yeah. is this it? Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. Is, is that it? You know, yeah. like, I don't know, you know, yeah. in that immediate moment, what, what does this mean? You know? And it's just like DEFCON five immediately. You know, right. I just like got up in the living room, just walked out and there were <laughs> well, the dog, this dog's not in the office. Here. And I just, <laughs> I just closed the door behind me. And that was the last they saw of me. <laughs> for 14 straight hours or whatever. That's a window into our lives here, ladies and gentlemen. But so, I mean, you bring up an interesting point though, because that's the, I think the point that caught everybody on, uh, you know, watching it live, um, right. including the people that were there, I suppose. And we'll get into that as you wrote about all this um, this morning. You know, when John Howard's hand comes over the top like that and he hits another person in this huddle uh, or scrum of people, you know, and I'm watching it live. The first thing I think is in my head, I'm like, well, I've never seen that before. Right. Like, I don't think I've ever seen a coach, you know, I don't, I didn't know if it was a player another coach or ref, whatever. Mm-hmm. So that's the first thing I think I'm like, okay, well that's new. Right. Like, yeah, that's new. And so doing this job, we think that's new becomes this is going to be something maybe really bad. And so that's where mm-hmm. my head went immediately as well, where it was just like, Okay, I've never seen that before. I don't know what the penalty right. is for that. It's probably unprecedented. That means he could probably be fired here. Like mm-hmm. I would think that that would certainly be grounds for dismissal on a number of, you know, on a number of things. I would think even in the contract, I would think even for cause, they could probably get him on that. Um, yes. You know, in that moment. So that's where my head went immediately as doing our jobs the way we do it. And I'm sure fans maybe weren't as quick to go there. And, and I don't mm. think they were. And I don't think that the people there were either necessarily. And that brings up all sorts of questions about this situation because it's like, yeah, there are, there are things that can't happen. There are all, you know, all this, but it's like, I mean, I don't think the people in the moment even really quite totally yeah. obviously grasped all the things that were going on there either. Just very interesting. All right. I mean, so like, I would say some fans went there immediately. Wisconsin Probably. fans went there immediately. Michigan yeah, State right. fans certainly went there immediately that's according fair. to my mentions. Yeah. That's um, it's and right, yeah. The uh, like that immediate reaction, though, in terms of the people there, um, I think it's sunk in in time. Like, oh my god, yeah, throughout, oh yeah, you happened. can see it throughout the day, yeah. you know. And that, I, I touched on that on the in the piece I wrote about, like the you know, hearing the descriptions of the plane ride home. That's what I'm, you know, yeah, right? These because if you think about it, right, it's okay. So a melee breaks out, all hell breaks loose. Everyone, you finally get to the locker room, and that's when you're. You know, it's, it's like any fight. It's like, yeah. it's just chaos. And you're just like, where were you? What did you see? You no, know, like anyone who's hard. been in like a college fight or any of that dumb shit, right? Like, you know how it goes once you like, you get to your separate quarters and everyone's like, are, is everyone accounted for? Okay, is everyone here? Yeah. Is anyone hurt? What the hell just happened? Where yeah. were you? Did you hit that guy? Did I see you hit that guy? You know, like that kind of thing. Everyone's panicking. Then next thing you know, they're on the bus, right? They pack the bags. They're on their bus. Yeah, they're right. on the airport. And then the way it was described, like, once everyone was kind of settled in their seats on the plane and like, it's like that low hum of yeah. a plane is when it just 
you didn't hear anything and just everyone was kind of in their phones and, and you can picture it. I mean, it's, yeah. it's totally a, a very, I feel like relatable thing of like the gravity set in, I think right then. And that's when people were going through social media and, and seeing more and more clips of it and realizing like, this is all anybody's talking about mm-hmm. right now. And yeah. You know, and you start to see, oh, my good. Like some people are calling for Juan's job and right. wait, like what what's about to happen? Who's going to be suspended for how long? So that's how that played out on that side. For me personally, like I I saw this, the hit, right? The over the top, mm-hmm. open handed, whatever you want to call it. The strike. I called it a thump on my story. Swat. Uh, <laughs> like a swat. <laughs> open hand swat. Yeah, we call that in the pro wrestling that. world. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> And I'm like, wow, yeah, like you're right. I've never seen that before. I yeah. and I sit there, you start thinking about precedent, and there, there is no precedent really. Um, and but then, then the thing that really settled in for me, like the most egregious thing about the whole incident, and I've talked about this on a couple of things so far. Like, look, Juwan shouldn't have hit the guy. No, There's right. The, all, all everything that happened, yeah. was wrong. Right, obviously. Like, let's not be. Mm-hmm. stupid about it. but the, the thing that stuck out the most to me was how much worse it could have been oh. and how much danger the perilous situation that those Michigan players mm-hmm. were in like that was a bad spot really bad. You're, all, you're on the road you have no idea like thank god it wasn't, people there, you know? thank god it wasn't an 8 o'clock Thursday night game you know, yeah, where people have bruising yeah, pregame right. and all that shit, right? Um, it was a Sunday game, I assume. But that's a, folk, folks that's a national push. TV game, man. That's a sauced up. That could be a sauced up. I mean, that's an yeah. intense building. It's an know? intense place, and you just you just never know. And, you no. know, those guys were suddenly put into a situation of having to defend their coach, defend themselves. Right. Um, and that can't happen. It, and no. it can't happen from the top down. No. You know, a player does something stupid. You're like, oh, God, you know, that sucks. But it can't come from the top. So there's a couple of things here. Because Juwan Howard, I think, thinks of himself clearly as a player first still, right? Mm-hmm. Like a player who is a coach, of course. But like, you know, in his mind and in his instinctual mind. And that's part of what makes him a great coach. and uh, makes him, you know, have that ability to connect with these guys. Is that he has the mind of a player. He thinks about things the way that a player would. Everything, mm-hmm. literally. Mm-hmm. Brent and I have talked about this a thousand times on this show. Like how Jawan Howard can go to a kid in a recruiting trip and be like, "Man, there is literally nothing in the world you could go through here that I haven't seen." <laughs> right? Like that's mm-hmm. his sort of. But in the moment, he ha- he can't do that. Like when you're competing as a coach, you have to find a way to shut that valve off and turn into, you know, the leader, the, the, po- the poised adult for the lack of the better phrase. And you can't do the things that you did, but I'm, you flip that over to their side, you know, and you're Greg guard, mm-hmm. you cannot, and this is something that never gets discussed. And, and in the moment, you know, people want to debate what's more egregious and all this and that's bullshit, sure. but whatever. Right. If you're another coach, you cannot walk over to another coach that you clearly deem look are looking at as a as a player. You're mm-hmm. looking at him more of a more as a player in that moment. I think if we can look look back at the situation, Greg Gard's going over to explain to him, you know, what he did in that situation or why he did what he did, as if he's going to teach Juwan Howard a lesson. 
as mm. if he's going to like he's going to coach him. Like you're mm. not his coach. You don't get to walk over and put your hands on him. Like Jawan Howard's reactions after that are all the things that we've talked about. Like you can't do it. Right. Like right, right down to the grabbing his shirt. Right. Like you saw. Yeah. And then right. he caught himself and put his hands back and kind of like wagged his finger. None of that can happen either, of course. But Greg Gard can't walk over and put his hands on another grown man and think that anything else is going to happen in that situation and just be like, well, well, this is just a, this is how we do things. Mm-hmm. You're not his coach, man. Like he didn't ask for a lesson from you. Like so, mm-hmm. sort of where we come from, <laughs> I think. Like that's. And I think that, like, that's where I understood that reaction from people in the moment, like, where they were like, hey, listen now, that he can't be swatting people and Juan Howard. I mean, yeah, you could say that's fireable, that he's hit another coach. Absolutely. But it shouldn't cloud the separate part of this conversation here and that another coach can't be walking up to another grown-ass man and putting his hands on him like that. I don't care where mm-hmm. it is. Okay? Like, that's right. that's another something that, you know, and, and I know that Tom Izzo talked about the handshake line and the sanctity of that and all that. That's different. but like. You can't do that, okay? Like, I think that would be Juwan Howard's maybe only point in this, but it's not something that should be totally lost. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, you know, and I don't think Greg Gard should have been suspended or kicked off, you know, anything else. But, like, I'm just saying, like, that's – I don't think that point needs to be lost here because, like, we see that a lot. And it's like, Juwan Howard's a coach just like Greg Gard. They're, this, they're peers. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought – I thought, And that's part of it that I think that probably upset Juwan Howard in that moment, you know, that got lost maybe. I thought if guard got a game, it would have been a reasonable conclusion. I mean, you know. Yeah, I don't know what's just, yeah, you know, I don't yeah, know he, he, what, who does what on that, yeah. To, point, point is, you know, if if he had let it go, if he had been the bigger man, right? Just walk like, on. Because I, I totally agree with Please, you. Let like, him go. The whole, like, well, he did this, so he did this, and that's worse than that. Like, that's such a, the, the semantics of it are nonsense. Call him like, on it the just phone on the down bus. To, yeah, right. to, to who did what. And their individual responsibility. That's all that matters in terms of who has to pay what price, whatever, right? right. And Juwan's going to pay the biggest price as he should. Right. He instigated things by continuing to press when unnecessary, regardless yeah, of he he got, it was it a press. He got right? fucking, he, he got emotionally hijacked. That's what he got. He all in, the things he we instigated about. it. He instigated yeah. it by in the line before Greg put his arm on him saying, right. you know, I'm going to, I'm not going to forget that shit. He pulled down his mask. So, okay. If a guy steps in front of you and you yell in his face. Okay. Yeah. Well, well all may, these maybe things. you were inviting it, but yeah, you know, right. guard could have guard as the adult, right. As the head coach what could have way? been the bigger man. And it's not like after this went down, he was clearing his team off the court, no. being a peacekeeper, saying, hey, everyone get the hell away from each other. He was standing at half court, staring down Juwan in the corner. Like it immediately, what, is, what is this, West Side Story? It immediately from the Wisconsin side became a political, uh, you know, how are we going to tell this? Mm. How are we going to spin this? How are we going to write that? And it's like, that's the other part of this I hate with college athletics. And it's like, and... No, I'm not going to blame any single person on this because a lot of people are guilty of this. Yeah. Um, but everybody has somebody they can run to and then immediately just spin a narrative of nonsense. That's like, well, you need to write this and it'll be written. And, mm-hmm. and, and the way that these fracases, you know, and I, you and I have seen our share. and have, Fracas and, or fracas? Fracas, whatever. The way that these scuffles uh-huh. are, are handled by the schools in the moment are always just like, guys, you couldn't have done worse. You you couldn't have done this worse if we paid you to do it worse. Like Michigan's response in the post game 
damn it, guys. What are you doing? I see Hunter Dickinson go out there and talk. You mm-hmm. can't have it. Like, that's where I, I just, I wish that there were more, there was more of a, I don't know what, but more help for the people on the ground, whatever it is that we all look at what this is and start to understand that like, these are situations that need more. It's a competitive, hostile, volatile, you know, you know, everything is explosive in these moments. It's very competitive. It's very intense. Like, and we want to just act like all these people could just walk away and nothing. And we separate like, like gentlemen and no big deal. I mean, sometimes it doesn't happen, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's like, I see how these things get reacted to and I see how these things and you see how things get leaked out and you see the, uh, the, you know, the reactions on the plane. And it's like, you look back and you think, Joan Howard should have apologized or said something contrite. Mm -hmm. And for 20 seconds, no players should have talked. They should have said to hell with any of you. And I'm, this is coming from me, a person who Mm -hmm. would have been like pissed yeah. Michigan should have said to hell with anyone who has a problem with it. I don't care. Find us. We're getting on the bus and we're leaving. That's more important. Yeah. I mean, with the player but, thing, I, I think. Uh, so yeah. it's not a big deal, but I'm just saying yeah. these, these, these things in the moment, I just feel like people aren't always equipped as much as they should be or could be, could be probably um, to handle some of this stuff. We see this all the time. It's like things, these things that just get overlooked or, or whatever in the system. And, I don't know. I feel bad for people because it's like, it's a lot of stuff that they have to sort that they don't, it's not part of their job or it shouldn't be, you know, and it's hard. It's a hard deal. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone. Luckily with 24 seven us based live customer service from discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep. You heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. But look, when you talk, right, when you talk about the, the, the post-game stuff, right? Yeah. It's another example of the the kids were fine. It yeah. was the adults. I know. It I know. was the adult. 100%. Right? So Devontae yeah. Jones and Hunter Dickinson got up there. And, and yes, you're fine. right. They were. They were they and were that's totally probably fine. why Tom put them out there. But, like, I, for me, it's like, God, just get them out I'm, of there. I'm sure they were prepped, but at the same time, like you can also say, right. There's something to be said for by, by ducking, dodging, getting out. Like you can also put up the appearance of tough of of dodging the situation. Um, But when it comes to Juwan on it, like, I don't think it had any, any effect on, um, on the punishment that was levied. The fact that he wasn't contrite or anything like that. Um, It's certainly the, the fact that there was a precedent with what happened at Mar- against Maryland last yeah, year yeah. had carried may- way more weight than anything Juwan said post game, but Juwan certainly didn't do himself any favors. No, and, and look, and people hard. can say, and that's not that big a deal, but yeah, right. And, exactly. and people and people can say he should have been told to say this, he should have been told to say that. He was going to say exactly what he wanted to say. Hard to right? Do. Period. Mm-hmm. End of sense. And that's what and I'm saying. He here. said, I, I just I don't how, think that yeah. 
he said what he said what he felt about it mm-hmm. and you know he's going to need to work on himself and we can talk about this like he's going to have to use this thing to yeah make himself a better coach and figure out you know why he why he did what he did because he struck a guy yeah he was a whisker away from that being the end right if that yeah, was oh, a closed yeah, fist man. he's done if that were Greg Gard that he struck he was done if that was another player that he if he struck another player mm. he might have been done right like he hit another he hit another six eight what if a guy got hurt? Yeah, right? right. Like, what if somebody else got hurt or something? You know, and right, or the melee could have been way worse. If any fans left the court, that all would have been tied back to him. He would have been done oh. for everything that happened. The fact that he got five games was the best case scenario of a horrible situation. Oh, yeah. So he needs to. He's going to need to 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 use that as something to make him. A, a better leader and all, and blah blah blah, and understand you know what is going on internally that caused that. But at the same time, <laughs> I I'm fairly convinced he will always say, "Look, great guard, put his hands on me first. <laughs> What's the old saying? Don't start something. There won't be nothing. Whatever. Right. I remember that's hearing right. that once upon a time. I mean, but yeah. that that holds true, and I think that that's you know that's the thing I don't think that should be lost in this. I don't and I don't think anyone is arguing that that needs to be the chief, you know, conversation point here. Obviously Mm -hmm. you can't hit somebody, but like, that's, you know, that's certainly, I think part of an evolving conversation where it's like, like I just said earlier, like you can't tell me that in that moment, Greg Gard didn't look across there and see Juwan Howard and walk over there to him as a coach to a player. That's what he did. I don't know. I don't, I, I don't know. I don't, what it looked I mean, like. it's, it's certainly, it's certainly damn sure what it looked plausible. like. And so certainly that plausible. sort of stuff and that sort of stuff, you just can't, you, you two, two grown adults can't have that conversation in the, in the mm-hmm. moment there. Mm-hmm. So that's why, like you said earlier, that's why the move there is to walk away and talk on the phone, whatever, after right. you guys have left the locker room, you know, I mean, I can remember the time when um, Indiana Michigan played uh, in Beeline and Crean and, Jeff Meyer got in that shouting right. match on the court and all that bullshit. Nobody hit anybody, but I mean, it was like, yeah. you know, it was you know, like the wimpier version of what we saw there <laughs> the other mm-hmm. day. But like, mm-hmm. that was one where I think all parties were kind of like afterward, they're like, we should have just, you know, like when we got on the bus, gave somebody a shout or whatever and said like, you know, I have my piece, said your piece, whatever, move on. And like, right. and I think everybody kind of said that when all the smoke cleared and, you know, that's what you think about in these moments here. And that's where for Juwan Howard, it's like you have got to be able to get yourself there as a competitor to where you can handle that piece of your, your, that's a good your point. DNA, because no matter where you go as a coach, uh, it will, this will be a problem for you. Mm-hmm. No matter where you go, you, you know, we were talking about this yesterday and, you know, and you brought up the point and I was thinking about this too, like in the NBA, when you're a coach, there's always the tomorrow to move on to, you know, you mm-hmm. have a tough shitty loss. It sucks or whatever. And well, whatever we got the plane, we're getting out of here. We got shooter on tomorrow morning. We're playing somewhere tomorrow night. Like that's just how it is. You, you, you have something else to move on to very quickly. The, the emotions are not the same. The arenas are not the same. You don't have the same type of atmosphere that you have in these colleges. It is not as emotionally charged. So for someone who has that like ridiculous alpha competitor gene, which he clearly has, let's be clear. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, I, mean, I think that's we've learned that about Juan Howard. I think he hit it well for a while, but it's it's there. 
like you got to be able to turn that off when it's time to turn it off because it's always going to be a problem for you. Harbaugh goes through the same thing, right? Like you could go back to watching Jim Harbaugh on the sideline in the Super Bowl, falling mm-hmm. on the ground, writhing on the ground over a flag, acting like, you know, someone had shot him in the knee, mm-hmm. you know, and if he goes back today and looks back and he's like, well, that's just, I'm just being an unhinged competitor in that moment. I'm, I'm right. not trying to be anything other than really what I am. I'm did my instincts take over. And so for Juwan, it's like, you just have to evolve into a coach who can handle the, so you have to address it. I think is really what I'm saying here. Like it can't be something that you ignore. It can't be something that you just leave and go and, you know, I'm going to quit this. It's a college thing. It'll be fine somewhere else. You got to address it. And I think that's the best point of this is that for him, it's a chance to look inward and address whatever it is that needs to be addressed in that going from the thing that makes you great and, you know, knowing when to kind of control that part of it, I guess that's probably what it is because you don't want to lose that. Cause I saw that with Harbaugh too. You don't want to lose that fire that connects you to the players. Yep. Cause that, that's what makes him so unique and so special, but you've got to be able to control it better, you know, and you've got to be able right. to, and I think that's just growth uh, in general and we'll see how it goes. I, you know, I mean, but I guess I'm less disappointed in his response Jawan's response after they they sent it out yesterday, his, uh, you know, it seems like he's at least understood, you know, got, you know, he had time to cool off and let it sink in. I don't know what all, like you said, he'll probably always think, you know, dude shouldn't step in front of me here, but yeah. You know, what are you going to do? It's funny you talk about the connection with the players. I did have an assistant coach from another power conference school uh, outside the big 10. Yeah. Uh, say to me the funny thing is this is gonna this could potentially oh, help, him, buddy, help him in recruiting there's gonna be players that are like i want to play for that fucking guy. if my if my coach had done that i've been like let's go coach let's go we'll pay your fine we'll wash cars i'm telling you like we're <laughs> the teams i played on when i was a kid but you know hey but the coaches the best coaches i had would have been like no mm-hmm. fuck you i'm paying the fine i can't do that mm-hmm. right like you remember when you're a kid right. like that's and that's Juwan, you know, and I think that's the that's the part that makes this whole thing kind of weird, unique, whatever you want to call it. But like mm-hmm. uh, the the thing that makes him a great coach is also the thing that burns you. It's the other side of the blade, right? Yeah, like I like I I I keep making the point. Like he put his guys in a terrible spot. He put his yeah. guys potentially in danger. Those like I don't know if the players feel that way, even though Terrence no. Williams got punched in the head. I'll do it like, again, coach. Let's I would go. imagine I would imagine some of their parents might though. Yes, and that's I mean? why it's different, right? Yeah. So so let's go through. This is this is Juwan Howard's quote that was issued from the school. I'll just read this real quick because I, I want to touch on this before we get into some questions from yeah. folks. Um, all right, this is the quote. After taking time to reflect on all that happened, I realized how unacceptable both my actions and words were and how they affected so many. I am truly sorry. I'm offering my sincerest apology to my players and their families, my staff, my family, and the Michigan fans around the world. Mm -hmm. I would like to personally apologize to Wisconsin assistant coach Joel Krabinoff, Joe Krabinoff, uh, and his family too. Last week, or lastly, I speak a lot about being a Michigan man and representing the University of Michigan with class and pride. I did not do that, nor did I set the right example in the right way for my student-athletes. I will learn from my mistakes, and this mistake will never happen again. No excuses. So, look, right, did, like as I said in my story, did, did Juwan scribble that on a notepad and, and send it on over? I don't think so. Oh, that, you know, There are pay, PR people who are paid to do PR. Yeah. But he had to have – He, he had, had to yeah, okay I, he, it. He, 
he'd have to rubber yeah. stamp it. Right. You know, so yeah. point being like, if that's legit, right. Yeah. And well, if that's, that's how they, he reasonably looks at it, yeah. then like, yeah, there's a chance here because like another point here is this one thing also does not change the character and the credentials of a guy who other than this, other than the, the Maryland thing, right. A couple, you right. Know, whatever is widely lauded as being, you know, a great leader of young men and, right. you know, a guy who oh, was a yeah, mentor right. in the NBA and like that all who, at the beginning yeah. of the season, right. Holy mm-hmm. hell, the love affair, right. He had a, he had a top 10 team and a contract extension and Juwan Howard was, you know, the hottest thing on two legs uh, in, yeah. in, in college basketball. And the, and the, 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 the Michigan brand was as strong as it got. And then the fact that, you know, he had a horrible, horrible day lapse of judgment in that moment like (laughs) you know and and yes but at the same time there are things that are just a bridge too far and god damn he walked right up to that bridge well you know he did he did and and it's also and it's and it's a chance like you said it's a chance for him to uh work on himself but also i think a chance for him to look at what he's doing because look at hey they're 13 and 11 14 and 11 they're not good Right. They're not good at all. And they've got problems right now within how they're playing. Like all things are being reflected. They just got, they got their ass kicked in that game, by the way, that's like part of the issue here. So like, it's also an opportunity, I think for him to look at how is my approach, you know, being sort of taken here by everybody. Am I, do I have the people that I'm jiving with properly you know, in the right seats, do I need to change some of these things about myself? I just, I think these coaches that are like Juwan Howard, who have that high achieving, you, you did everything at the highest level. And for you, it was easier than everybody, than, than the normal person, but you understand, and that's why it makes you a good coach. You understand why that is, and you can explain that, but at the same time, there needs to be some humility and there needs to be some, you know, some of that, I don't know everything, mm-hmm. I guess. And I can be talked back. I can be brought back to earth a little bit here. Right. Because that's, I think, what we're seeing sometimes with Juan. It's like, and I saw that, I, I've seen that with Harbaugh. And it's like, you, he's, at, he's at his best when he's got people that can grab him by the mm-hmm. shoulder and be like, listen to me. And he does listen, and he listens to them. It might be a hell, a personal hell for that person who has to grab them and say, listen to me to get them to listen. But when he finally listens, it's really good. Like Juwan needs that person. Clearly. Well, w- w- worth, worth noting. He's had some losses in his life yes. in the very recent past that. So um, all things, you know, are happening. Yes. As a that human is, being. that is a, that, that, so, that could be a element right. here. Um, that's way too deep but, for but certainly us to dive into here without knowing exactly what we're talking about, but opportunity for um, growth, I guess is what I would say. It sure. certainly is one yeah, of those. Look, th- th- what it boils down to is this, um, is Wisconsin blameless? Like before everyone says, what oh, about okay. Wisconsin, well, right? Is Wisconsin blameless? <laughs> no. no, but does whatever happened on the Wisconsin side of things, excuse anything that happened on the Michigan side of things or vice versa. Also, no, no. Juwan screwed up massively mm-hmm. and the penalty that came from it, points to that yeah. and it sure as hell doesn't seem like ward manual was ready to say yeah but what about or anything like that it was no, five right. games for juan 
five games, which you don't really see. That is a that it's is a lot steep of games penalty. Yeah, right. um, he's not allowed in the building. He's basically excommunicated from his team for, for two weeks yeah. or more than that, right? Three weeks. Um, so that's that's what it is. He did enough to lose his job. He did enough he, to lose his job, and he didn't lose well his job in part because he's Jawan Howard. I bet Ward said that. Okay. To him. So I bet Ward Manuel said all that to him right there. I would think so. Exactly. And that's what it boils down to. So, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm sure one of the first questions we'll have is, you know, what is the status of his job? And that's worth talking. Like, is he in risk? I don't think he's in risk unless he gives him reason. You know? Yeah. I mean, right. If anything close to something like this happens again, that's, you know, that's the thing now. It's like, that's the thing you go through with stuff like this. I mean, he's going to be on a, he's going to be on a zero tolerance. Yeah. I mean, like he already did the thing where he, (laughs) Made Turgeon shit his pants in that one game, right? And like, oh my God, if that had been, if you know what, Chris Hunter hadn't been able to tackle him that day, like that could have been a real yeah. Game. Thank God you have a six eleven director of basketball Chris operations. Hunter, Chris Hunter, by the way, back on the staff. What is this like? Did you see my tweet? Like Chris Hunter could write multiple books at this point. Like what? God, that guy's lived thirty lives with the Michigan basketball program. But anyway. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, I think that you say, like, if anything even remotely close to this happens again, or I see, if you're Wharton, you say, if I see you even flirting with the idea of becoming unhinged again, we're done. Like, yeah. we're done here. I cannot have this. I got enough shit going on. <laughs> That's probably what he told him, like, in no uncertain terms. Can I get a day here? You know, like, can you imagine Ward at the end of Sunday? Like, the hell is going on around here? Can I get one day without, like, chaos just erupting? Like, oh, oh shit. Anyway. Yeah, that would have been, that That would be the real uh, behind-the-scenes story to write yeah, off of Ward's that basement. day. Is, is, is what was Ward's reaction to where it was? I think he was on the road somewhere. I don't think he was um, at Wisconsin, which is part of my I don't think he was at the game. No, the people that were there. The I, like I said, yeah. I'm mean, like, I feel like these teams and these support staff, they always get hung out to dry. It's like, it's too much. Mm-hmm. It's becoming too much. And I, I, I thought about that too. It was just a bad. Yeah. I felt bad like, for I didn't, everyone. I, didn't, I felt bad for I everyone think, involved. Yeah. That was going to have to unpack it. It was just a mess. I didn't think there was a, a reasonable chance of, of, of Ward really seriously entertaining the idea of dismissing him. No. Um, however, I did wonder like, probably thought about it though i'm sure it had to cross my mind like do i have to um but i did wonder was there going to be any level of uh other voices that's what i'm whether it's whether it's from the regents you know the president's office is obviously a shit show but like (laughs) it could there be anything from that that direction you know this is not some just cut and dry you know ward on an island gets to do whatever he wants like there there's going to be a lot i'm sure there's a lot of voices coming at him what would that have looked like if they? This is unacceptable. Like, like, yeah, no shit. Customers are rushing to your store. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust, or is it a mm, real POS? You need Shopify for retail. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into the one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. 
Connect with customers in line and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system, or use Shopify's POS Go mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash theathletic, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash theathletic to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash theathletic. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, we're going to readjust here because, you know, to the, there were people that, you know, wanted him fired or thought he should be fired in the moment. And I think that I would say that in the moment, it's a fireable offense. And I would say, like you said, like we've talked about, like certainly mm-hmm. it has to enter your brain that that elevates to the level of, you know, someone does that, you know, that should be considered at least that should be on the table, I guess. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But to the people who were like, that needs to happen right here, right now, no questions asked. Like, I think that's a bit much. That's what I would say. Yeah. So. Yeah. And it's, I think it's a situation where it's like, you got to let that thing breathe, man. As I said, like, yeah. what, so uh, an old friend, Don Marcus used to write for the, the Baltimore sun um, for ages and is, is a, is a great guy. And he's now teaching at, I want to say American university teaches a journalism class. And he like is reached out in, yesterday. Is that in Philly or is that in Maryland? D- DC. Okay. DC. Um, uh, or in that general yeah, area, yeah, yeah, yeah. part of the world, whatever. Um, he reached out and was like, hey, man, like, I know that there's just stuff flying in every which direction. But, you know, I teach this class and I would love to get like real time, like, hey, how do you do something like this mm. volatile? And I was like, yeah, man, I'll, I'll hop on for 20 minutes, whatever. So uh, it was me and and Jim Polzine, um, who covers Wisconsin, is also a great guy. But like one of the things that I said to that class was like, you don't realize how long 10 minutes are. No, no. Until you're in like a moment like that, because there's the initial incident and like the first 10 minutes, it is just mass chaos. And then you look at the clock and you realize only 10 minutes have gone by. And you've already had, there are people who have already fired him and hired the next coach. And these suspensions are coming out. I know. Big 10 needs to do this. And this needs to do that. And you're just like, can everyone just relax stop for a second and let's actually kind of evaluate the situation no one is getting fired right ward is not going to repel from the rafters of the center appear and fire him in public (laughs) that's what i was saying earlier when i was like i feel horrible for like why rod and these the sids and these people that are here that have to help these situations that have to get people through them Cause I don't think they have enough support. Cause I think that these things have escalated to yeah. a point beyond, like you said, people's reactions in the moment. It used to be 10 years ago. It was something we'd laugh about. They're like, Oh, whatever. These idiots on Twitter are yelling and screaming. That's not mm-hmm. how it's reacted to anymore. 
Right. You know, it's you know, the judge and jury has been, you know, <laughs> everything's been decided. And so I think you leave people hanging out to dry on the road in these situations where it's like, this is a mess. Mm-hmm. Like you said, you don't know how long 10 minutes are in a mess until you've been in one. And buddy, mm-hmm. like the whole thing about de-escalating a situation that doesn't stop because you're in the middle of a mess. Like people still have to find a way to get themselves back to, yeah, I just, that's, that was the thing that kind of rang in my head yesterday. I was like, all the people that needed to be there to help Juan Howard and the players were, were not, they didn't have enough help. Like I was mm-hmm. like, those people didn't have enough help. That's a process I would think that I would look at if mm-hmm. I were Michigan. Those people need more help. You're, you know, I just think this is more, this is bigger. This has all become a bigger thing than we ever. Big Ten's about to sign a billion dollar, one point, what was this contract they're going to get here? Double? Do you see this? The TV yeah, so, show? Something get? like that. Yeah, yeah. So I just think there's too much going on. Somewhere on the site. Yeah, like that That was another thing that I thought, eh, that's another soapbox moment, but like I felt bad for everybody involved. It was just a horrible situation. All right, let's get into some questions here and get the hell out of here. Yeah. Um, all right. Okay, here we go. Do you have them up? How will this season – this is from Richard. How will this season's struggles impact Michigan basketball and recruiting, retaining players, and keeping assistant coaches? Um, the struggles of this season, I don't, I, I don't really see that being – that big of a of a deal in terms of changing anyone that they are could or could not get. I think there are way more well, different yeah. factors that have way more weight than wins and losses in 2021, 20, 22. That's what, I would, that's what I would say though, but I think that it's an opportunity for them to sort of readjust their process because I don't think you can look at this year if you're you know this thing apart, this thing let's say let's say Take this whole thing out of it, the fight, whatever. Mm-hmm. The fact that they were where they were heading into that loss, you know, they've had problems. Like, I think that if, yeah. you, if you're Juwan Howard, you look at your your process. Like, you can't – the thing that a lot of these coaches cut, they catch problems with is they think, well, I just said young guys. You make excuses for yourself. And then mm-hmm. uh, that compounds into three years of you just having young guys and struggling. So I, I think this is more than anything. It's not about – who you're going to lose. He'll always be able to recruit. Like we said, it might even actually improve out of this, but it's, <laughs> it's that ability to, it's the stuff that you're doing day to day that he needs to look at a lot of stuff they're doing day to day, clearly, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. you know, it can't just be about, well, you got to hit the magic lotto number and get Mike Smith as your point guard every year, or this all goes to hell. <laughs> like that can't be. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so I think there's a lot of things, you know, it's just as a 10,000 foot view for my eyes, looking at this as a coach who's younger getting started, like, He's at a point now where you've had success. You've had the other side. You've got to look and see what was real, what wasn't on both, both, you know, both ends of that fence. From Roger, uh, no, no repercussions for coaches who put hands on T will question mark. Kravinoff appeared to initially, and then another coach staffer seemed to tackle him moments later. Curious whether that has been addressed by anybody. I'll hang up and listen. Shout out Roger. Um, Look, I mean, is personally, I, do, like, I, pers- I mean, hyperbole? Uh, I, I, don't, okay. I don't know. Fair I mean, whatever you want to interpret, this is a Bruder film. I don't fair know. Enough, fair but enough. like the fact of the matter is like the, well, the, you two, can't touch people. the, the two Wisconsin assistants were yeah. certainly not de-escalating anything. They were no. going for the one guy. Crotch backwards. <laughs> that, that guy's you know a legend, I mean? but whatever. Jeez. 
That was pretty good, actually. <laughs> but anyway, um, I, I did think that the Wisconsin staff, I, I thought there should have been some more repercussions. There. So. I thought that, just like a game here and there, I didn't think would have been a, a too big of a deal. But there's the Wisconsin positioned itself immediately. They had the athletic director at the well, press conference. Yeah, right. You know, they were ready to go. They knew exactly what it was going to be. And if the league office came to them and said, we're suspending this assistant and this assistant, then I'm pretty sure Wisconsin would say, the hell right. you, you are. That was self-defense. Mm-hmm. They came at us. We have every right to defend ourselves. You're not suspending shit. We'll appeal everything. And the Big Ten would have probably said, well, okay, let's just, let's just get this thing over with, right? That's a possible scenario, I would say. Um, I'm sure that would have been but, handled well. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't think it was, but, but yeah, like, Wisconsin staff, there's no, there's, there's no just um, lack, total lack of accountability there. You like, know? This, like, this, this is the problem I have. A lot of times you see this when you have a, what do we say, fracas, fracas, whatever it is. Like when you have a scrum and you have two right? t- college teams yeah. getting yeah, in yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. In football, usually what I see, not always is all coaches on all sides running out just grabbing guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And it's and it's less about, like, get off my guy and more about everybody get the hell out of here. And I see sometimes in basketball, I feel like, maybe because there's less people, like, there's more of the get off of him and, right. like, protecting. And it's like – Sure. And I understand the instinct on both sides of that, but I, I think that that's something where, like, the instinct has to kick in of, like, hey, your coaches – all these guys are players. All these mm-hmm. guys need to be protected, not just yours. Like, you know what I mean? Like all parties involved here. And maybe because football, like people got helmets on, like it's more like, oh shit, this could get, and there's more of a, an intensity to get this thing ended right now because this could get really, really bad. Whereas in basketball, I think we all just assume, well, I mean, okay, these guys punching each other. This is going to stop on its own naturally, mm-hmm. right? Uh, there needs to be more probably adult behavior there. And like, you know, everyone needs to be your kid at that point, right? Like in and, and those moments, sometimes we see that, sometimes we don't. I think in that situation, I would say that would be my criticism on the Wisconsin side where it's like, needs to be less you and them in that point, right? Like we need to now de-escalate and become adults again and get the hell out of here and go home safely. Like that, that, that no needs to be no part doubt. of the process here. So, yeah. And that was a, I mean, that was a scary moment for it was. Uh, the staff guy. Like there, there were a few camera shots where you could see John Sanderson, you could see Saudi Washington and you could see in their eyes, like, what the, what the what hell was that? What, do you what just do? happened? You don't what know what just happened. Yeah. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Did that just happen? You it was know? very, it was very, I got the, I got the people who said it reminded them of the palace thing. Mm. Um, and, you know, I don't, you know, I think some people were like, well, it wasn't that bad. I'm like, well, that's not, I don't think necessarily the point. The point was that it was, you're watching something. You're like, I've never seen this before. I don't know yeah. what, the, what am I watching here? Right. Um, that, that's the feeling that you got, you know, it was like the, and I think for the people on the floor, it's even mm. more. Like you don't understand. Like when you're live at something like that and it happens, it's even more like the fuck. Like yeah. And then it's like harder to sort of sort it in your head because you got all this chaos on top oh, yeah. of you. No, that's it, one of those like, like when you're it, there in person, like your the heart is just pounding through the chest. Yeah, like, there's like so much adrenaline. Seen, just if from you're the, at a buzzer the, beater, yeah. if you're covered yeah. in a game that has yes, a buzzer beater, exactly. Same thing. It's yeah. like Jesus. Like okay, it's like, everybody. It's like just, an outside of the, outside the body experience. Yeah, really, everybody yeah. breathe. I've got to get yeah. this thing. You know, mm-hmm. it's hard. So it's a lot going on in the moment, and it's a hard deal. But I think we need to understand that these are hard things. And yeah, right. 
Here's one from Carl, who, uh, based on this question, I'm pretty sure is a uh, longtime listener because he gets us. Oh, yeah. Carl gets us. When this type of situation happens, is there part of you that doesn't want a firing to happen because you don't want to cover a fucking coaching search? Again, Car- yeah. Carl. Of course, of course <laughs> Carl. Carl, you're speaking our language, man. Right. <laughs> Nobody wants that. Um, yeah, but yeah. your head goes there because it does. Because, 100% because you don't want to do it, but your head still goes there immediately. <laughs> Because you're just like, anytime, that's the great point, because anytime something that we've never seen before happens, mm-hmm. when there's no precedent, that's when shit's like, oh, boy, I don't know. I can't, yeah. I gotta tell you. Because we all, you know, the closer we've gotten to this over the years in these process, you, you're around these people who make these decisions. We, we'd all like to think that they have these real scientific ways of doing things. And, you know, they, they sit down, they have their charts. No, like a lot of times at the end yeah. of the day, it's still just the same thing that you go through. So yep. yeah, challenging stuff. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's see. From Luke, do you think this incident will affect the way other coaches and officials in the league view Juwan? Will he have an either shorter leash for technical fouls? I think it's a great question from mm-hmm. Luke because uh, I talked to a few coaches in the league. Yeah. Um, and even outside the league that were like, what the hell was that? Like, right. What the dude, hell like, was that? That and yeah. like oh, not accepted. I didn't even know how to react yeah. right. to what they saw. Don't know how to and react. And they're like, there is definitely a vibe out there among co- in the coaching mm-hmm. world yeah. of like, what the hell's up with that dude? He's intimidating people. It it is that I mean he's trying to. That's what it seems. <laughs> And an under, an under or understand, they like, think that anyway. Like people just didn't know how to, how to even process what what, they, what yeah. they saw. They're like, you can't hit another coach, man. Like, look, crazy shit happens in this business, right? <laughs> like, you but can't you have can't one coach that. hitting another coach. Like that just doesn't happen. So, yes, yes, I think um, a lot of coaches are are trying to figure out what what that was, and in terms of officials, um. I don't know if you'll have a shorter leash. I would have well, thought so. I don't know. But here's what I would say. I think that coaches who play. The thing is that when he gets technicals, those are no doubt about it, technicals. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Right. Like he damn near does the old blue chips, take the ball, punt it across the court. I think coaches who played the game at a high level know what he's doing when he's yelling at them and, mm-hmm. you know, like yeah, he's, he's competing. Like yep. when you, if you play, Jawan Howard is still seven foot tall. And he's right. still like in a pretty darn good shape, would we say? I don't know. I mean, like, I don't want to yeah, totally sure. overspeak, but he looks like he could play. Mm-hmm. He's a big guy. And when he gets upset and like glares down, you know, like that, you know, like <laughs> that's part of, I think, Juwan competing as a coach. Um, All right. And I think that I would say that he needs to probably keep that. Mm-hmm. I think that's, I would keep that. But you need well, to find tell- a way, you need to find a way to de escalate some of it, right? Where it can't be. So right. like, oh my God, is he gonna punch me? Like, you know, like, like that can't I'll happen. tell you right? what, man. When I went through the process of doing that Maryland story a couple, yeah. like, whatever, a month or oh, two yeah, ago, right. and you know, everyone knows, right? I'm based in Michigan. I've covered Michigan, but in the past, blah, blah, the story I was working on had nothing to do with Michigan, but mm-hmm. it came up multiple times in conversations at the like the end where it'd be like, oh, hey, by the way. What's what the there? hell was that yeah. stuff with, with with Howard last year? Right, that was all before this, but it right. was like because it wasn't just the incident 
at the, the tournament. No, the game not. in Ann Arbor. Yeah, like Juwan was like looking down at their sideline and like talking shit. They're like, "Go get what is get this guy box. doing?" Yeah, you can't do this. <laughs> so, yeah, but then like you know, Juwan will always point to the other coach that's out of out of his box. And, well, like, yeah, you know, I mean, he's competing. I, I, think I do that's think what that, that is. Yeah, over time, it's come like. I think he thought that he was being felt being treated differently in his yeah. very beginning days as a coach. Right. That he was like being treated as a player. Right. That's what we just and said. That, yeah, exactly. And that changed like midway through his first year where right. he started, he started working refs mm-hmm. and he started being like, you know what? I'm playing, I'm evening the I'm playing field. Fuck this. Right. right. Yeah. Right. And, and you saw him gradually change over his first year. And then his second year, you know, it was fi- more fire. Lighter and then fuel this year, on that one he's there, right? been like, he's the li- the wick has been lit, man. Like, <laughs> he goes. When he goes, he yeah. goes. So, and that's good. Yeah. But like, also, it mm-hmm. can't be, it can't be, there's got to be a governor on there or whatever. Like, there's got to be the, yeah, yeah, yeah. The controller switch. Well, Dylan, Dylan made a great point yesterday where it's like, and, and part of this might just be the evolution of, of being, I think it's just growing up. And, yeah, right. But like, there is there's a bit of an art to you know working officials. And oh my when, god! When yeah. you get on them, right? You're building or you're 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 angling at something. Mm-hmm. You don't just go, go off the handle, right? And now a lot of coaches do, right? And <laughs> yes, I know Michigan fans are listening and being like, "Excuse me, I've seen Tom Izzo sprint down the sidelines after." Yes, like co- coaches do lose their shit, no doubt, right? <laughs> but but there is that like level of. Yeah. Um, I am I am prepping you for when I need you, Mr. Yeah, official. Right, right. Yeah, and you're going to make that call that I need. You know what I mean? And 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 just counteracting what the opposing coach is doing. Like that's this is like a game within a game within a game. But then like what, what like when Howard like go when he it's just more like intense. When it pops, yeah. like yeah, yeah, I mean, and you're right. And and part of it might be the fact that he is a six eight dude. Looking I, down on I, any, and he's, you know, and he's, he's a, a high achieving massive. NBA all star. I yeah. think he says, Hey, you want to compete? Let's compete. Let's yeah, fucking right. go. That's what he's doing. Mm. It's just a matter of growing into the job. I think that's it. He's just got to, that's fair. He's got to grow into that and, and find ways to be a head coach and mm. control that part of his thing that, you know, makes him, made him great as a player because I, it's been the thing that you go through history, the great, players the players that were great at their sport are not and by and large i would say on average you go through it it's like the ones that try to coach usually they, right. they don't do well because right. they cannot why can't you you know like why can't you do this the way that i did it it was it just needs to be we have these conversations right like it just has to be done this way i shouldn't have to explain this to you right like that that's not a coach and so i think it's just evolving into away from player into coach. He's been a player longer than he's been a coach. You know, like yep. Jim Harbaugh was, is the same Jim Harbaugh. I think even today uh, was a player for longer than he's been a coach. And I think hmm. that it's still a process for those guys that were like high level players to get mm-hmm. away from that. Greg guard was not an NBA all-star. Okay. Izzo, for as much as he'd like to tell us that he controls, you know, the sanctity of college basketball, doesn't have shit on Juwan Howard in terms of what he did playing basketball. I think that's part of this. And so when I hear lifer coaches want to lecture someone else about how they should handle these things, sometimes I get a little like, maybe you should just coach your team. And so 
that I think comes up with Juwan Howard a lot too, right? Like where it's like, maybe you should just coach your team and let me do the things I want to do the way I want to do them, but you can't be punching people. So that's the other part. <laughs> yeah. All right. We'll hit a couple more and then get out of here. Uh, from AK, do you feel Wisconsin's reply to the situation, basically absolving guard of wrongdoing and paying his fine was acceptable? That was a doozy of a statement acceptable? from McIntosh, the, uh, the, the Wisconsin AD. It's clearly acceptable. Big, yeah, I mean. big vibes of the Illinois AD last year sending out his press release. That was basically like, uh, kiss my ass. We're the big 10 champions and blah, blah, blah. Um, And what I think it it really boils down to. We're the big 10 champions. Is ADs often are very, very close to basically being politicians. Yes. And politicians have one end game and it's to play to their base. Right. And that's, to me, is pretty much all you're seeing there. So I understand you, it, right? You're going to back your coach, whatever. Gene Smith said the other day that the, if Ohio State ever hosts a Big Ten playoff game, they're going to put it inside because Ryan Day's offense would be affected by the weather. ADs at every school except for a handful are more politician than anything else. And part of the reason why Michigan ends up getting criticized by his own base all the time is because he's like the least political athletic director in the country, I would say. Uh, uh, and uh, yeah, it's very interesting to hear and see, because you could see the machinations turning. Like you said, Wisconsin's AD was already sitting there like in the room. Uh, oh yeah. Ready to go, baby. Ready to go. <laughs> That's another thing. Like, yeah, I, it is what it is. You can't control that. That's how if schools are going to operate like that. Then if it, you play, to, yeah, but you play to your base. Right. And frankly, if the roles were reversed, they would do the and same. And Ward right? Manuel issued that statement about yep. Juwan. Michigan fans would be like, "You're goddamn <laughs> right," you know. So let's not act like that's not a thousand percent the case. Okay, yeah. another question from Andrew: uh, Does Howard understand the rule for resetting the ten-second clock when the ball went out of bounds? That seemed to be the start of the bad feelings for Howard. Uh, Andrew, a very loyal listener, I, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Mm. I don't know. And, and you know, that's it's a question because guard introduced it as a question when he did his, I believe, his post game with CBS where he said, I don't I don't know if he knew the rule that I called yeah. that timeout to reset the 10 second clock that led to him getting pissed off. And that's what I wanted to explain to him in yeah. the line. Right. A couple things here. That's fine. I have no idea if. Somebody on the Michigan know. staff has to know that rule. I would I assume. Yeah. I would assume Juwan knows the rule. Yeah. I don't know. I guess he's a head coach. Yeah. <laughs> he he's the head coach, right? <laughs> um, it's the line, the handshake line, when the coach is pulling down his mask, cursing at you, probably not the time to be like, let's get into semantics about rules. Why and, I was and, fucking and with hash you. this baby out right here. And let's now. get into semantics about why I was fucking with you right now. <laughs> Yeah, let's do that right now in front of 20,000 people in my building, by the way, after I just beat your ass. Fuck off. Like that's right. like that's you're not <laughs> nothing good is coming of that. Yeah. And so. So, yeah, I agree. The, the like, does he know? The, I don't know. And and and, you know, I don't know if Juwan's going to ever have a conversation about what went down and replay this thing step by step. Um, yeah. But. Sure. Does he know the rule? I don't know. I would. I mean, I'd love to talk to him about it. <laughs> well, I just think that everybody he was to. just heated there. That's what it everyone was just heated, and there, and and the other thing is, Michigan was getting his ass matter. kicked. Yeah, everyone was matter. pissed. Doesn't matter they what was happening. Right. They're playing at Wisconsin, which is a miserable experience. 
they it's just the wanted same, to get out of there. Any stupid, and that was yeah. Any little thing right. you do, I'm going to do back to you. You know this kind 100%. of crap. It's like right. when when Herbaugh took his timeouts at the end of the Orange Bowl there, <laughs> when they're down 35 to six, he's going to take them anyway because you know. And uh-huh. it's like I understand. I agree on the other side where it's like it's not the other coach's job to, you know, cater to your coach's your coach being weird or crazy. But like, yeah, I mean, you got to control yourself. So yeah. Uh, I think that might be it. But we'll cover it on the old situation well, here. Let's see. Oh, Rick. Rick asked one. Rick's a long timer. All right. Um, can can your boy Martell? I don't like him being referenced as my boy. First of all, can your boy Martelli write the ship, save the season, and get Michigan to the big save dance? the season? Here we go! Exclamation point? Question mark. Um, so is can John Howard come back for the tournament if they make the tournament? Yeah, so we're led to believe. I mean, okay. uh, so the, the the release said they will revisit it at the end of the suspension well, about him returning. I, I mean, <laughs> I find it hard to believe right, that. Yes, yeah, I think right. his suspension ends at the end of the season, or uh, at the end of the regular season. So he would be available for the Big okay. Ten tournament in Minneapolis, um, probably for a first round game against Wisconsin, just because that's how the world works. Um, oh man! And we just burned the whole city down. Uh, yep. So that's happening. <laughs> but he's not. But the, but as part of the suspension, though, like he is not allowed. Right. Nothing. At anything. Yeah. No team activities. He's not allowed in the can't facility. Re- can't even recruit. I don't think. He's out, out, yeah. out, out. So, like, this is now, yes. This is Bill's if, team. If Phil Martelli is the acting head coach, then he is the acting head coach, um, <laughs> which is insane. <laughs> but <laughs> let's just take a minute to stop here and think about for a second that Phil Martelli is going to go into whatever that little thing on the, the Wikipedia page that says all time Michigan head basketball coaches. That's right. Phil will be on there. <laughs> Phil Martelli is going to have a record, an official record in the book, Michigan coaching records. And down at the bottom, it's going to be like Phil Martelli, two and two or whatever, or whatever. <laughs> three and two. And it's not, it's not only him coaching. Five oh, about games. that. Yeah. It's not only him coaching five games. It's him coaching five games with an NCAA tournament bid right. hanging in the balance. Be, could be five and oh. And he's, he's playing four <laughs> straight home games here. Oh, baby. Against Rutgers, against Illinois, against Michigan State, against Iowa, and then the season finale at Ohio State. Like, look, there's a world of possibilities here, right? This thing yeah. can fall apart at the seams, or like, or you, or you could get a book out of this, my man. Hey, man, they're they're playing four games at home. And yeah, I wouldn't rule anything out what, here. That's what you want, man. Like, so. How many games has um, Phil Martelli coached? Ten billion would be that be an a- accurate uh, answer. I mean, like for all things considered, this is why he's here, <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, right? Yeah. So he's here to be a, a, a wise hand on the side. I don't know. I don't know how that's all going to go, but I do wonder. I did wonder about that. Like mm-hmm. same reason about, um, you know, does this make Juwan like some of the players are going to like him more <laughs> on the other side of this, right? For sticking up for him, does this you know present an opportunity for them? Or, or do they have so many issues as a team right now in terms of, like, forget all – it's not about effort. It's not about lack of focus or whatever. We've just got to learn how to play. Like, is that the bigger problem? Mm-hmm. And if that's the bigger problem, then I would say, no, Phil's not going to be able to fix that in five games. But, right. like, if it's about, like, hey, let's just forget about some other shit and just focus on what we need to focus on, okay, well, now I could buy sure. maybe something like that. 
And I'm sure there will be some absurd narrative of that. If they do go four and one, people are going to be like, Phil Martelli saved the season. He should be Phil a should be the head coach. Like, okay, let's everyone <laughs> calm down here. I don't think Phil wants that job, uh, does he? <laughs> probably not. So um, to answer you- your question, he has coached 772 games right. as, a, as a head coach. I think all he knows what he's at- doing. All coming at St. Joseph's. Uh, he was the head coach there from 1995 to 2019. So what are you going to do? What are you going to write when they beat Michigan State and Phil Martelli is standing on the scoreboard <laughs> or the scores table singing that song with the crowd, you know, at the end there? What are you going to – the uh, the not the victors, but the other thing that they sing at the end. What are you going to do? Oh, the alma mater? Like, yeah, you're going to be there like, oh, I'm just going to walk out of here. 0% chance Phil knows the words to that song. That doesn't matter. He's going to stand up there and act like he does. He probably knows arms. the victors, or at least most of it at this point. Um, uh, yeah, I don't. Strange things know. have happened, folks. I mean, it would be uh, it would be a hell of a story. Uh, it would be a story. That's there's sure. a lot to unpack here in terms of what this means for Martelli. Yeah, um, yeah. you know the way things ended at St. Joe's um, kind of clouds. Mm-hmm. I think part of probably how he feels about his legacy. Sure. Um, and the notion of kind of getting a chance here to to do something that Maybe. would be that would be a potential final impression as a head coach remembered, yeah, probably means. And I don't know if any of this is said in for him. We have not spoken. I don't know if this if that if yeah, his probably. mind has gone in that way. But I would bet he's looking at that's it as the reality a, of the yeah, situation. Right. I would bet you'd know him. I mean, better than I, but I would mm-hmm. bet he's looking at it as a challenge and looking at it as I, this is why I'm here to get Juwan's back. Mm-hmm. And this is what I got to do. So let's go. Yeah, it's right now him and the entire staff, Saudi mm-hmm. Washington, Howard Isley, everyone else really like they are assistants. Juwan is the head coach. It's yeah. their job to get Michigan to the NCAA tournament so yep. that Juwan Howard can coach in the NCAA tournament and, and have that be the talking point of the season, not what happened in Madison. I would bet you uh, my car that uh, at Full Martelli's first coaching meeting, that's what he wrote on the board. Mm-hmm. Gentlemen, it is our job to get him back on the court. Let's go fucking figure out how to do it. That's it. Right. I would. Think <laughs> like, you know, like, I mean, that's why we're here. We're here for him. So, uh, you know, he gets it. I, I think that in all, it could be worse. <laughs> you know, like that's what I thought about that too. After the whole thing, you know, for them and the situation they're in, you know, it certainly could be worse. You could be looking to a guy who's never done it, you know, and then it's like, oh, God, like what's going to happen now? So, yeah, I did have somebody message me and say, oh, <laughs> Jameer Nelson ain't walking through that. Door. No, <laughs> no, no, <laughs> I, don't, no. I don't think so. But I will say <laughs> there are enough pieces on this team that this team can finish three and two. Well, that's what I was going to ask you before and, we and, yeah. and seal this thing up and, and, and feel decent about itself going into Indy. And then that's a that's kind of a reset. The, what you don't want is to be one and four, mm-hmm. um, even two and three, and going to Indy in desperation mode now with the head coach coming back. Right, like finish with a win- winning mark. I think you're in good shape. Well, that's what I was going to ask you. Do, you. do you think it's possible? Like, are there issues fixable at this point in the season, or are they things that are just like, you know? you've got to change stuff in the off season and you, it's just, it's I mean, they are, I think they are, grow they are, they are who yeah. they are right now and guys need to hit shots. And, and that's so, yeah, like there's not going to be any radical reorder. So the coach, and, the coach has know. nothing to do with. Yeah. 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 Martelli's not walking in and ripping right. up the playbook and being like, you know, right. we're going that's right. handing out game film from his 2001 St. Joe's team that 
Although I would love to see it. (laughs) I would be here for it if he does. (laughs) All right, boys, let's all sit down and watch this game from 1996. (laughs) This is a guy named Rashid Bay. Let me tell you about him. All right. Um, Phil's got the clicker now, everybody. Okay. All right, that's, that's we're <laughs> already off the rails. All right. I'm sure there'll be plenty of time for you to ask me super obscure St. Joe's questions in the next <laughs> few weeks. So, um, all right, we are wrapping it on that. Nick, always a pleasure, yeah, man. my dear friend. Thank you, and uh, to all you out there, hey, leave us a review in the iTunes store. Apparently, that's a good thing, and uh, tip your bartenders and servers.